This is Skidmark Show, the internet's favorite podcast. And by favorite, we mean the most popular show about cars and rock stars that has Jeff Allen and Ethan D on it. The bar is set low. Join us as we streak across America, leaving skid marks on your heart and tire smoke in your lungs. Stream us, download us, like us, share us, and give us five-star reviews everywhere you go. And follow us on social media as we go on crazy adventures around the country, proving that we must have impressed someone important because we have no idea why they keep letting us do this stuff. Powered by Piz Oil. Hey everyone, this is Adrian Janik, also known as AJ from Overhauling, and you're listening to the Skidmark Show. Hey guys, it's Al Petroli from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and you're listening to the Skidmark Show. This is Christina Kwan, U.S. National Champion Boxer, and you're listening to Skidmark Show. Hey guys, it's Jeff Allen here, Skidmark Show. In the studio today with me is my mad scientist, Eric Abels. Eric Abels, say hello to everyone. Hey, how's it going? Eric, so basically a lot of the fans have followed us from start to finish as we built Mr. Mr. Toad's wild ride. And last weekend, Mr. Toad got to cross the auction block in Scottsdale at Barrett Jackson for a world record, $150,000. Not only is it a world record for a Volvo Amazon to sell, but it's also for any Volvo, Eric. Can you believe that? <laughs> no, I can believe it actually, yeah. You can? Well, I tell you what, I was nervous. I was stressed out. I don't really do well at no reserve sales, but I tell oh, you what, yeah. you're, you're in there. It's it's like the Oscar awards for cars. You're on the stage. It's showtime. It's go time. The car's coming up. I'm, I'm sweating bullets, Eric. I'm going, is the car going to start? Is it going to make, you know, those, all those things go through your mind as a car is getting ready to cross the block. And it was all for charity. It was all for the SEMA Memorial Scholarship Fund. And I'm going to back up a little bit for you guys. If you haven't followed this and you don't know what Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is, it's a 1963 Volvo Amazon 122S that was crossed with a 2013 Grand Sport Corvette. And that brings up my next guest. We have Chris Hart here from Copart. It's where we got the donor 2013 Grand Sport Corvette from. Chris, Beautiful welcome. Car. Thank you very much. Yeah, and thank for you me. for being a part of this of journey. Course. Copart, no. um, instrumental in this. It's one of those things that I kind of hate, you know, Chris, I hate to give away secrets. In this industry, we have so many of our own little secrets and our own little hiding spots. And right. everybody talks about barn finds. Yep. And they talk about, oh, I, I know this guy's got this collection stash somewhere. Where for years, when I first found out about Copart, I was like, why didn't any of my friends tell me, first <laughs> off? And then I thought, oh, it's an insider secret. I don't want to let it out. You're right, exactly. You know Competition, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was one of those mixed emotions because when we got uh, contacted from Copart Marketing yep. to yep. do some stuff together, I was like, ooh, do I really want to let this secret out? Because I felt like I found my own kind of you know, toy box yeah, to yeah. go play in. We sell a little bit of everything. And, yeah, you do. And, <laughs> we do, and, we do. And for us, it's kind of cool because it allows us to mix and match mm-hmm. and do some really cool stuff. So um, thank you for doing that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, you guys are so worldwide too. It's we are unbelievable. 200 yards internationally. Yeah. 200 yeah. yards. Yeah. Yep. I think it's 12 countries we now operate out of. So yeah, uh, just, just for a little scrap yard, right? I mean, that's what everybody always thinks of us as, but we're this large international corporation now. And we, we, can, we, we sell millions of cars worldwide. Uh, a bulk of that obviously is from the US, but yeah, we're in Europe, we're in Asia, you name it. Wow, I got to tell you, your competition actually sent us to you because of how... <laughs> no, I'm serious. There's a place right across the street. I won't mention names, but let's just call it Brand X for a moment. We walked in there. We were so overwhelmed. And my, mind you, I mean, I've I've gone to Mannheim. Of course. I've gone to every collector sale in the world. Yep. I've bought cars all over the United States. And um, I mean, collector car world and in regular dealer auctions, Odessa, Mannheim, mm-hmm. you name them, I've been to them. 
and uh, I was very, I don't want to say intimidated, but we went in there and we didn't know the flow. Right. right. Yeah. And nobody was helpful there. And I was like, okay, well, this is definitely not the place I want to be looking for a donor car. So we literally <laughs> drove up the street to Copart, walked yeah. in, and this lady greeted us right Heaven, away. Heaven forbid good customer and, service, right? No, yeah, no, yeah. no, but that's a big thing. You know, that's kind of a missing <laughs> We lose it these days, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so for us, it was so nice that she sat there and walked us through the process. Yeah. Said, no, this is what you do. This is how you sign this up. You get this little safety vest on. Mm -hmm. You can go over there. You can get a key out. You can go out and look at the car. And, and uh, she was very instrumental in us being like, I was like, okay, this is who I want to do business with. And yeah. that's the, yeah. the big part of it. And that's, I think a lot of people, because we are entirely online, right? We're, we're, we always think of ourselves as a technology company because everything's online. Everything's digital. But you can go there and kick tires if you want to, right? So it's literally whatever's most comfortable for you. If you're willing to do it online, do it online. If you want to come in and kick tires, come on in and get your safety vest and meet whatever her name was, who's apparently very friendly and go kick some tires, right? So kind of do everything you want there. Yeah. yeah cool. and, and for somebody like us, it's doing, we want to do these crazy builds. You know, we first, um, we spoke off mic, but about Ronan, the 63 Ford Falcon and yeah. Eric and I, we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do with building this Falcon. And it was really apparent to us spot on. We wanted to get a good running and driving Mustang, right? We always called it the car we bought from Copart was the Cars and Coffee Mustang because there wasn't a straight panel on it, but it still rode, ran and yeah. drove good. But we yeah, figured like it's zombie apocalypse. Yeah, we, cars you see. Yeah. We figured it left Cars yeah. and Coffee, yeah, yeah. and that's it. Ended up in Copart. Cars and Coffee. Yeah, so we what called was the it, body count on that one, right? Yeah. Well, that was the whole thing. We go, we were tearing it apart, and Eric goes, "Hey, look, we found a straight door. Yeah, I go, yeah. one out of any other panel, yeah, right? That's hilarious. But the car ran and drove so well." that we pulled all the internals out of it, including the computer, the dash mm -hmm. and everything. And we morphed it into this 63 Ford Falcon. Then we teamed up with Roush. We added a supercharger, mm -hmm. made it a stage three Falcon. And the rest is history. The car was incredible. But the funny story about this, Chris, and I think you'll appreciate this. We literally, we called it the Mustang carcass. And mm -hmm. it sat mm -hmm. in the back of our shop by the dumpster. Just the shell? Yeah. Well, I don't even know if you'd call it that much, was it? Just it basically, was, you, it was a rolling chassis. Pretty yeah. Much, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, rolling very little. But it, had still, wheels, <laughs> it had wheels in a frame. Yeah, and that okay. was about yeah. Wheels in a frame, right? Yeah. And the quarter panels that were mangled and right. the, the trunk lid and some other stuff. <laughs> and that was about it. But the funny thing about it was, is... Kenny from Copart came over here. We were doing some business with our Vipers and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And, and I said, Kenny, do you know anyone that I can hire to haul this thing off? Right? And Kenny says, Jeff, let's just get it moved over to the place. Let's so, put it through the so auction. He goes, we'll get something <laughs> for it. Yeah. Do, do you still have the title? It's got the yeah. number. Let's run it back through it. Yeah, that, and sounds, I was that like, sounds like Kenny, by the way. I go, wow, yeah. that's a great idea. And sure enough, we took that car yeah. back to Copart a year later after buying it from there and we sold what was left. Yeah, not, yeah. frankly, not uncommon. A lot of people do that, right? They, they buy that rebuildable parts car and they need another parts car to help rebuild it. And they inevitably flip that one back through Copart and hopefully, you know, gain back some of their spend so far. But yeah, it's not uncommon, not uncommon at all. Yeah, so when we were coming into 2018 and we had this crazy idea to cross the Volvo Amazon with a Grand Sport. Originally, as we spoke, we were looking at doing a Z06. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as my mad scientist here brought up, which was really, really smart on his part was the <laughs> fact that that how that frame's made eric you want to talk about how that frame's made because that, that frame's different than a regular steel frame yeah the z06 uses the uh, aluminum frame the alloy frame and uh we can't really because of the changes we were gonna have to make to fit that just body on it and... you can't weld that yeah, no right. it's, it's just not possible for what we've got going on here so we had and we were gonna have to adjust and make cuts and changes to that frame to fit that amazon on it so we we had to have something with a steel frame most of the track width looks original 
So I assume most of the the cutting was lengthwise. Is that right? Just just literally. Chop, uh, chop actually, it what it was is the the width of the frame. It is inset on the Corvette. Oh, it is. But the Amazon is just so narrow that I still needed to take about a half inch on either side of that frame and just shave it off. Squeeze the seats in between <laughs> yeah. that and the door, right? Yeah, yeah. The, I had to shave off the outer half inch of the frame and then plate that so that way it stayed strong. But then drop the body on top of everything it, else so. is kept though. Rear transaxle, everything. Yeah, the all that's still there. Yeah. No kidding. Everything is exactly as you'd see on a Grand Sport. In fact, we did a whole video series where we took all the body panels off the car mm-hmm. completely just to show how just to show and we yeah. hopped in and eric and i went and drove it all around dallas uh we were we were smart <laughs> enough to at least put a dealer plate on it because everything yeah, else right. would have been a fix-it ticket yep. other than the dealer plate <laughs> yeah. but uh we really wanted to show the next generation of car enthusiast and car builder out there that take something that's in your wheelhouse yep. and don't try to reinvent the wheel. You know how many hours it would have taken for us to mock up suspension and oh, yeah. do the things that we could do that right. that Corvette, General Motors spent, or let's just go ahead and say Chevrolet because General Motors <laughs> is a bad word, but Chevrolet is good, right? So let's let's mention Chevrolet Performance, right? Chevrolet, there so go. Chevrolet Performance, Chevrolet already, performance specifically, yeah. Yes, yeah. has <laughs> already spent all that R&D money oh, yeah. to develop that Corvette in such a level that we couldn't do right. that. You know, we're, we we did the triangulated four link on the on the Falcon. Yeah. And it's good and it's mm-hmm. effective and it works. But it's, you know, using that kind of Corvette Did suspension. you keep the, the, transleaf, uh, the transverse leaf spring? Like the, Everything. That, that, no kidding. Yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah. That's a nice compact little suspension too. Yeah, the composite. Come up yeah. with an alternative. Spring, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. In fact, if you look in the Volvo, what we even did was we took the bottom half of the, the firewall, right? Uh-huh. The top half is still Volvo. The bottom half is actually the carbon tub from yeah. the inner fenders okay. from the Corvette. Oh, cool. And then we trim the inside. So actually all the inner fenders, we, what we try to show people is that you can go buy a donor car, use mm-hmm. every little piece, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then Eric brought up a good point with uh, when it came to electrical. Mm-hmm. which I was not completely aware of, was the fact that when you're, when you're doing one of these LS swap cars, mm-hmm. um, if you're using a factory wiring harness, you have to hook up the doors and the windows. Otherwise, it's going to go do like a body control module check yeah, or something before you know it's a fire up. No a lot of stuff didn't work. <laughs> Correct. So what Eric did was, and it's genius, and it's those little subtle touches that, that just make the car even more over the top than, than what it was, <laughs> is like when you walk up to it and you push in on the factory door handles, the, the pad is behind them from the Corvette. So it's fully electric. Oh, just like the, the little solenoids. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. kidding. Yes. All, 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 I, I took all the mechanisms. Skill. All wow. the mechanisms from the Corvette are in there. That's very cool. And it's got electric windows, so you don't have to trick anything. It's literally feeling the the, the doors opening yeah. and everything, so that everything checks off. Everything is fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then cool. we had to put a we put a gauge pod in the middle to kind of raise up the dash mm-hmm. level, so it even has the light sensor in the top of that. So when you're driving down the road, if your headlights are set on automatic, which mm-hmm. they would be on a Corvette right. in the Volvo, it'll adjust. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things we talk about recycling and yeah, it's exactly. like what Copart's right. all about. And it's what we were all about in this build is it's like, let's use every little piece right. that we could and of I, this car. And I think a lot of people get scared away from later model cars like these because they think it's all computers and that you'd have to mm-hmm. hack it or something to get it to work. But you just came up with like a mechanical fix to a computer problem, right? You just, yeah, just ran the existing sensors to a mechanical. Yeah. Anybody could do that, right? Realistically, mm-hmm. once you think about it, once you get, you know, you get that idea in your brain, you're like, ah, oh, you just put it behind this and then it all works. Because I, frankly, I think of that, right? I think of the post OBD2 cars as being these like phantom things that I don't know how to work on. But realistically, if you just run run it behind the door switch, hook it up to the existing headlights, everything works. Yeah, because it's not too bad. Most of like, there's a co- only, a co- only a few things that are separate. It's your airbag module, which you can completely unhook all of that because right. you don't want that in a custom-built car because yeah. that requires all <laughs> kinds of testing and everything. So, but that's, since that's a completely separate unit, the car doesn't even care if that's not there. Right. And then the, your ABS module, the car 
does care if it's not there, but it's not going to make it undrivable. It's just going to say your, your your active suspension, all that stuff is inactive or whatever. Any issues with like ECS, uh, stability control, anything like that? Does it look that's, for those? Well, that's all because that's of, all stock, I guess. Yeah, because that's because it's everything's working. there stock. All that's there on that car. It's all working. That's cool. And the car that we got from Copart, the 2013 Grand Sport. One of the one of the reasons too, I want to I want to back up on the the reason we went with the Grand Sport. We needed to shave the sides of the frame. We need to reinforce it. We actually reinforced it with double the thickness mm. of what a stock Corvette frame is. But the reason we wanted to do that was when you open the door, I wanted to retain all that door sill, all that originality. And I wanted to slip that, uh, you know, frame right underneath it. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we did. And to achieve that, it took some, you know, <laughs> uh, really some fine tuning and figuring out, okay, this is what we need to do. We need to squeeze it in a little bit, make it all work. But then yeah. the car basically when it sat in its place, it made the right position for all the other equipment to work. Mm. We have a full Corvette dash in there. <laughs> all the gauges work. Air conditioning works. <laughs> navigation works. You've got the paddles. You've got the uh, dual mode exhaust. Oh, and okay. You guys yeah, yeah, all that, that still. Yeah, we retained That's it all because cool. we didn't know where the car was going to end up. Sure. So if it ended up in a state that you know requires smog, even on such an old car like 63, which is pretty rare nowadays, but right. we just wanted that person to have that option. Mm -hmm. So this car still retains all of its original equipment. Like it would if it's a 2013 Corvette. You use, you use the word recycling. And I, I, I smiled when you said it because it's true. It's like, this is the most literal form of recycling you can do, right? We recycle water bottles, but it actually has to go get ground up somewhere and remade into a water bottle. You can literally just take a Corvette from Copart, build another car, right? There's no, yep. yeah. you don't have to like break it down. You're literally just reusing that same. So dare I say, it's making a hot rod in green, right? I mean, that would be. Well, that's what, that's what we looked at. And what, what, what the bigger message that we were trying to get across was, Oftentimes, Eric and I, we've been approached. We have a thousand horsepower GTR mm -hmm. that Eric took on the Hot Rod Power Tour, and we've taken it on several road rallies. And you get these these young kids that are literally tripping over Bugattis and Lamborghinis yeah. that are mm -hmm. worth a lot more to get to Penzilla yep. to say how much they love the car. And they, they all say, one of these days, hopefully I can afford this car. And our goal with these special projects that we build on with Ronin and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride has been about, hey guys, you don't need a ton of money to no. build something cool, right? No, and and we've achieved it with the Volvo because uh, we were out at LS Fest West with the car, we're doing our campaign and everything after we um, unveiled it at SEMA. And up come the guys from Hoonigan. And they're like, dude, this is one of oh, the coolest right cars, there, right? Yeah, right? They're yeah. like, this is in, uh, incredible. And then they started posting about it. And then our, fan, our, our friend Tanner Fouts mm -hmm. was like, hey, man, wasn't that the car and Hobbs and Shaw? Which nobody was supposed to talk about yet. <laughs> but here's Tanner, you know, because he saw the car in Kauai yeah. and he was like, that's sick. And then, you know, Jeremy Fry, another stunt guy was like, when we were in Kauai, he was just mesmerized by yeah. the, the build. And everybody thinks that you need, you know, $250,000 to go put a car like this together. And they don't realize that if you're, if you have the outside the box thinking mm -hmm. and you do some simple math, because literally this whole car came up on a bar napkin and then we started measuring, <laughs> yeah, <nice>. right? But you just <laughs> yeah. need to tape measure and some other stuff. You don't have to be a rocket scientist or I would not be successful in this industry. <laughs> Eric might, but I wouldn't because I come up with these crazy ideas and then yeah. I look at him and everybody else and go, let's figure it out. And, uh, you know, when, when you're looking at a car like that, to think of the money that was invested in it versus what the impact was is huge. Mm. And, and now there's a who no a bunch of people that have emailed us and messaged us saying that you've inspired me to take that Honda Civic that I've got out there and go do something yeah. and, and, and create something. And that's really cool. And that's one of the things I was so excited when we teamed up with all these great companies, including Copart, to be a part of this journey because it is a journey. 
And we are trying to invest in the next generation. And with all the money it raised is hopefully we're going to get, you know, some people out of that that are going to be the next Chip Fooses, the next right, Carol yeah, Shelby, exactly. like we talked about. Yeah, and about. everybody's writing off millennials as kind of done on cars, right? I'm <laughs> technically the first year of millennial. That's my little claim to fame. But but frankly, it's 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 projects like this that is going to make sure that it doesn't happen, right? It, yeah. It, that it, it, it kind of carries it forward. It doesn't have to just be your classic 68 Chevelle or whatever it happens to be, right? You can take this thing with the, the 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 volvo like who, who was going to think of putting a corvette motor and drivetrain in a an Am who even knew what an amazon was totally frankly, before yeah. you did it right right now you're gonna get there's some hate still, mail about that there's still the people that don't yeah right exactly yeah yeah well there's one less now i suppose there's but, a few in barry jackson yeah. that still think it, that it's a mini cooper eric <laughs> <laughs> yeah anything smaller than a silverado is a mini cooper for them right, i'm sure right, but right. um no but yeah, it's just it's just nice to see projects like these that are a little more scrappy for lack of a term right mm -hmm. like the uh, better term that they that i think that's going to be what's inspirational to kids not mm -hmm. that it has to be a gtr what what uh, what i think is kind of fun is to think what could you put a gtr running drive trade in right? oh. they, they've done it in jukes and other stuff but well we're you, thinking about that's it. what i'm saying oh, yeah, yeah, we're, uh... but then i also like the, the evil scientist in me is thinking what could you what if you could get one of those with like uh you know flood loss damage or something where the drive chain's bad but you have the shell what kind of goofy motor could you put in GTR. Oh, right? you could like, do a little reverse. That's huh? what I'm saying. I, yeah. I think that'd be fun. A little high boost 2.0 or something in it. You know, just something <laughs> atypical. I just think that stuff's fun. What do I know? But, yeah, that's a little yeah. different. I like to go the other direction. I like I your, know. I like <laughs> your first idea. Yeah, I know. Because, I know. I, you know, it's funny you say that, but I, I'm always like uh, earmarking all the GTRs through Copart and yeah. I'm looking for the ones that runs and drives. You know, I don't yeah, care. Exactly. I don't care if it's been on its roof. <laughs> that, I'm like, does that drive train intact? Because <laughs> exactly. that's all wheel drive, man. That's, <laughs> yeah, rollover's probably the best chance, right? Yeah, um, that's like a 454 horsepower. Those cars are wicked stock. Oh, yeah. And we, we took ours, and, and it was, uh, I, I consider myself, and I, I went ahead and classified Eric in it, too. We're OG millennials, and we're still in the car thing. But we, we, we sat there, and we took the our GTR as a 14, and we took the motor out of it and did it all in-house. And we did an Alpha 9 Plus mm -hmm. AMS. Yeah, so it's Jeez. 950 horsepower on, on 93 octane. On something that basically never loses traction either. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's, it all, that's all out of the cement. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. It's one of those things that you just uh, hit the launch controls and hang yeah, on. They defy physics. I don't get it. They're 40 some odd hundred pounds and they... 3850. 30, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I think ours is probably even weighs more because of the wing and yeah, the wing that we did. To, we, we, we went full carbon uh, wide body on ours. <laughs> and it was funny because we were... I'll tell you this story because you're a big car guy. <laughs> we're racing Silver State, right? Yeah. And the first year we went out there, the car was stock, 545 horsepower, and we're doing the half mile shootout, and we come in second against the 850 horsepower to the wheel ZR1. Yeah, right. Yeah, make a lot of noise. And yeah, he, he, yeah. He was, he's wicked. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, a yeah. doctor, really cool cat. So I, my goal was we're going to come back next year. We're going to build up Pinzilla. We're going to come back. We're going to own this event. So we show up at the event. We're lining up for the first pass. The guy comes over and he says, Hey, man, I just want to tell you something. Your car is wicked. But you'd be a lot faster if you took that big wing off. Yeah. And I go, yeah, but it wouldn't be as cool winning. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an aesthetics thing to yeah, it, too, absolutely. for us, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. absolutely. It's like the Countach all over again. Yeah, yeah totally, <laughs> totally. You know, the Countach, they actually, the original Countach are slower yep. with the rear $6,000 rear wing I've, I've option. I've read some articles, maybe even generates lift, but regardless, right? right. It's of no real it doesn't practical matter. use. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah exactly. No, who's going to use it? it looks amazing. That? I had one on my wall, right, on the poster, so. It totally does. So yeah. when we walked through the shop, you also pointed out a couple other cars we got from Copart for all you guys listening. It's not just going out there and buying a donor car to make some crazy creation which i would love for all you guys to inspire to do so because i think it's just cool to do Agreed. that and to see that but you also pointed out some other stuff we bought i recently went to copart and i saw on the list i said there's they, you guys have a donor 
a donation area in there. And that's incredible. Yeah. You know how people donate their cars, Eric, to charity and stuff like that? They run them through Copart. So our 300ZX back there, Mm. the little cream puff out there came from that. (laughs) I call it a cream puff. (laughs) I love it. Uh, That little, uh, I think it's a 91 300ZX. That Mm -hmm. car came from Copart. And I was just ecstatic that I got it. And I couldn't believe running driving. You can go online, guys, and it says it has an R. And I believe it's yellow, circle yellow Mm -hmm. or something like that. That Mm -hmm. tells you it's it's a running driving. You also have a start program. We do. And then obviously there's cars that you can look at and know you're not going to drive them home. Call them just like a train. That's yeah. what we usually refer to them as internally. But yeah, and, you know, honestly, everybody thinks of Copart. And frankly, I did. I'll, well, let me tell a quick story, if you don't mind, about totally. when I started with Copart to show how different we are than what I thought we were going to be. The, this is, I've been with the company 10 years now. So when I went out, uh, I interviewed with the company the night before I actually went to the interview. This is 2009, so almost 11 years. I drove with my wife out the night before to see what it looked like. Because even though our website showed a nice fancy building for a technology company, I still assumed it was going to be like chain link fences and Rottweilers. Right. Like just an old beat up <laughs> junkyard, right? Um, so, but, but that's that, that's what everybody thinks we're going to be. And, and everybody, I think, pigeonholes us as the salvage auction. And and no doubt we sell more salvage cars than anybody, literally. But we have charity, we have dealer cars, we have uh, off-lease vehicles, right, that are relatively clean. We have um, uh, repo, uh, repos or, or finance companies, whatever it is. I mean, th- literally we cover the spectrum. Um, we sell cars that I certainly could never afford. <laughs> right. I mean, literally right. that tippy top high end stuff uh, all the way down, frankly, to the train wrecks, right? The, the total burns. And I actually, I look uh, at our inventory all the time, obviously, because that's my job. But I love seeing both the toys. If you guys have ever seen, you know, Lamborghini, Lamborghinis through us, FFRRs. We have a GTC4 Luso right now. Uh, but I also enjoy seeing the ones where it's like it, it says the car it is and you would have no idea. It, like mm. the total burns in particular. It's just this heap of gray on the ground. But but the whole point is we, we sell the whole spectrum, right? And, you know, with your worldwide audience. You get guys get some crazy numbers. And that's the other thing I want to tell you guys about yeah. is because for all you guys that are out there selling online and you're selling at different auction companies, you need to go take a look at it. You guys' fees, I believe, are very fair Absolutely. and reasonable. Yeah. Way better than somebody else. I'm not going to mention any names. Man, <laughs> oh, did, I, did I slip that up? Oops. Anyway, you can edit uh, it out. And, uh... But the other thing, no, but I'm going <laughs> to... And nothing against them. Me. They've been around forever. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that there's, there's some cars like you brought up. I was watching a Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. That you guys had a Hurricane. A while back, right? And I love those cars. Um, I wouldn't have been able from the description to or from the photos to know it was a hurricane. Right, yeah. <laughs> until I saw the, the motor shot. But that car did so well. I don't know. I, I was I was wondering if there was like gold in the trunk and I was missing it. Gold but was in the trunk. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, that was, that was so, the secret. Yeah. But then I was I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So when you think about those things. It's just like the spectrum of cars. We have the spectrum of buyers. Literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, again, when I started with the company, I assumed it was all rebuilders. It was all taking a part off of a car, putting on a shelf and waiting for you to come find it yourself, you know, like a right. self-service or even a full service. Um, but with the international buyer base, which is now a full third plus of our business, um, they're not necessarily looking for that. They're looking more so, frankly, to look uh, to, to buy things that are rebuildable for the road, um, whether it be because they have different uh, department of transportation laws or lack thereof, um, or frankly, just because the cost for them of actually doing the repairs is substantially lower than it might be in the United States. Um, they pay top dollar, right? They have just that much more of a margin between nice. the, the purchase price and what they're going to be able to do with it. Uh, and it, yeah, we literally have record returns right now in, on, on the sales. Um, but also we have the the, the full uh, spectrum of, of inventory. So it's, it's you know, we, we always have to balance that fine line between what's good for the seller and what's good for the buyer. And, and frankly, right now, I think we, we have that. We have anything you could possibly want to buy and it would be within your budget. But then we also get all the buyers for the sellers that are selling the, uh, the vehicles on our platform. Yeah, I remember we sold the Bentley. Oh, yeah. Mulzana yeah. from that whole um, debacle down in Houston. Remember yeah. that? We had that car here. We contacted Kenny. I said, Kenny, come over here. Look at this, this, this Bentley. It starts. 
Mm-hmm. It's not the wheels were all bent. Remember, yeah. it was all jacked up. I'm like, it's not going to go anywhere on its own. And the, the car did really good money because I'm sure somebody out there was looking for that car. Someone's looking for the opposite of whatever it has wrong with it right. at minimum, mm-hmm. right? So if it if it doesn't move, but it has a starts program, you mentioned that that means the engine's good. Well, someone out there needs that engine, right? right. Um, and and the they're so efficient now, frankly, with freight between us and and other countries. We always used to think that international was logically Mexico because we share a border and then, you know, Central South America because it's it's just logistically we thought easier. But one of our largest mar- markets is actually the Middle East and they just, they they pile these vehicles and I pile, it's much more neat and nice than this, right? <laughs> but they, they nicely allocate all these vehicles into uh, uh, shipping containers and they ship it out and they'll put that engine in uh, a Bentley that's probably otherwise very nice over there that doesn't run now, right? So mm-hmm. someone's always going to find a use, a use for, out of curiosity on the Bentley, was it uh, the W12 or was it uh, the turbo model? It was I, a mul- Mulsanne. 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 Yeah. So they're only, that's actually um, the, they don't even use the double 12, do they? They use a, an older that, school motor, don't they? I'm not sure. I'm not All sure, I know really heavy. We just <laughs> knew that thing was, we were trying to push it around the shop and we're like, man, what are we? <laughs> that's how you know. I, I couldn't figure yeah, out because yeah. it was, I was like, I'm, I've pushed, I've had these old Lincolns, you know, they're 5,500 yeah, pound yeah, cars. Yeah. I've pushed them. They're pretty heavy. This thing, I could barely move. I started looking up, it's like over 6,000 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a market for it. Someone it's, needs it. And well, Mulsanne's are rare, right? In, so. in this car was a low mileage car. Yeah. It had an extremely nice interior. Mm-hmm. Um, it did have the front bumper and everything in the back seat. <laughs> Some other parts of it. Remember? Yeah, what the, was wrong? Did it get hit or what? I, I think something hit it. Yeah, because I mean, it, it was mostly pulled apart. Yeah, intentionally. So all the front end had been pulled right. apart. Yeah, you know, we we see more of that, frankly, with the late model stuff where. You look at it oftentimes and you're like, how is that? How's that totaled? Right. Like, mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I, when I thought totaled, I thought just like front looked like it hit a wall and, you know, smash up to the, uh, the A pillar. Mm-hmm. But you have to think of what the insurance company thinks of totaled versus yeah. what, you know, people like yourselves, frankly, think of as total, right? That are willing to do the work and, and willing to, to put the effort in. They have to put it back to OEM quality. They have to pay a shop that's certified for them to do it. And then frankly, they have to make sure that the Mulsanne owner is going to be happy with that end product, mm-hmm. which is probably a pretty picky customer, right? Like if yeah, you're going to fix yeah, and go true. back, I mean, <laughs> yeah. does the average Mulsanne uh, owner want that car back, frankly, even, right? True. Right. Um, but but you get it in the hands of someone else that's that's either willing to pay someone else to do the work or do the work themselves. And they have a Mulsanne on pennies on the dollar, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and who on the street would know the difference well right? and, and that's one of the things that was interesting you bring up because when we went to inspect the 2013 corvette grand sport mm-hmm. that we used unbeknownst to us the car only had 8,600 miles oh, wow. okay and it had been hit in the a pillar mm-hmm. tore up the front fender just a little bit yeah it kind of munched the door and then it tweaked the b pillar the b pillar is and of the funny bit. thing about it is that is if you guys know about taking about a part of corvette the a pillar is completely bolt in so does the B pillar. So all that stuff, we took <laughs> off the car because we just needed a good frame. Right. And right. we drove that car home yeah. from the shop. I mean, a big old hole in the windshield and everything. But <laughs> when I got the title and paperwork and I looked at it, I thought, oh, because somebody, whether it was at the body shop or the, or the impound yard, whatever, somebody had taken the gauges out of them because the gauges <laughs> sell for pretty good money. Yeah, of right? course, yeah. Yeah. So we didn't know how many miles were on it. We just knew, <laughs> hey, it runs, it shifts, yeah. it, and the frame's good, and we got yeah. a good starting point. So it was all good for us. We got the title work in, we found out that the car only had 8,600 miles on it. We Not figured it had to be a collector. Yeah, yep. Um, you know, we, we were trying to figure out because, you know, we're always like trying to do that CSI stuff. You have to be watching TV too much. But we're like, <laughs> OK, how did the accident happen? You know, we <laughs> recreate the scene. Yeah, 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 we're yeah. kind of thinking that maybe he, he you know, a semi may have turned mm. and mm. hit him and yeah. the A pillar and B yeah. because it was so high. It didn't disturb the frame or anything. Yeah, anything. Any the, the powertrain, really. that right. stuff we needed. Right. And we still have parts of it. We got the hood back there. Yeah. We got some of the headlights <laughs> and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, the car was so low anyway, it just whacked the top. Yeah. So then obviously that guy 
wanted his insurance. That dude doesn't want it back. He doesn't want yeah, it back. Yeah, no, he paid MSRP on that car. You, like you said, it has 8,000 miles. That's his baby, right? That's his baby. Uh, he's wearing his jorts and wiping it down every night, right? <laughs> um, but to you, it's it's perfect, right? Yep. Uh, and, and obviously not just to you because you were obviously bidding against other people in that auction, but there's always someone else that has something to do with it. Yeah, that. I was kind of hoping a few other people weren't bidding, but hey, that happens, right? That's what <laughs> yeah, any given sorry, auction Blame, blame about, our right? wonderful marketing department. Is. No, no, no. Hey, you know, they do a good job <laughs> and, and we've been very, very happy with our success. I mean, like I said, I've got, I also have that M3 that yep. I bought out there. Yep. And that, that car was a run and driving car. I don't know if it came from dealer inventory. And that's the other thing, guys, is look at, go on Copart's website and look up the vast amount of vehicles and look at the difference because you guys also have a pretty cool venue. I've stopped by a couple times here in Dallas. Crash Toys. Called Crash yeah, Toys. I mean, yeah. it look, it's like, That's I almost cool. think I'm going to go there to see a rock concert. Yeah. I think like Aerosmith's going <laughs> to pop out of the back. Right? Yeah. Mean, yeah, Cars and Rockstars, right? That's the yeah. theme. Um, now, that's a cool place. We actually sold a 918 there a couple years back. So if anybody Googles that, you'll see it there. But no I doubt. mean, you, you, you name the car, it has run through Crash Toys. And and just to your point, it's fun to go hang out there. You know, I always find an excuse to like have a meeting out at Crash Toys so I can hang out in the park. No, it's a really cool <laughs> venue. Cool. I was like, you should have more auctions out there. A little, you know, live music. and Yeah. You guys do have auctions we, and that brings me to the do. next point for yep. the public yep the public can act guys you don't have to be a dealer you don't have to be flat 12 gallery you can be just eric abels and you can get in <laughs> just, there yeah. you can be well i mean he's a legend but you could walk in and, and go in and, and and sign up and there's certain cars that you can buy yeah, it, as, it varies by state right so it's yeah. always worth checking in advance but uh depending on the state and depending on the type of vehicle you're looking at uh, a normal schmo like me can go buy one toys especially right if you're if you're really thinking about like a motorcycle or um an atv or something like that in mo more states often than not um that's pretty easy for the public to go and, and get involved with and, and a little secret on those is those total really easy like if you bend the fork <laughs> on a nice motorcycle nice late model bmw uh, that thing's going to be told out by the insurance company, but who, who really, if they, if they consider themselves a gearhead, couldn't do a fork swap in a garage, right? Like that's, no doubt. That, that sounds like a fun project. No I say doubt. this and I don't even own a motorcycle, but, but nonetheless, yeah, uh, depending on the States, um, it, it does vary, but that is a huge opportunity for the public to go find good deals, frankly, right. On run and drive course. The one I always like try and sneak out there is if you have a, like a, a 16 year old, that's going to be driving here pretty soon. Do you no. really need a nice new car? <laughs> no doubt. Re right? Realistic, no, right? Go, go find a hail loss, a hail loss. It's, it's the cars, whatever the car was before some hail hit it. What's the, what's the harm, right? And totally. It's and and, and if it's a teenager, see, you can give him a trade that'll last a lifetime. So what you do, exactly. you buy that hail car, yep. guys, listen up. Then you enroll him in the paintless dent removal school. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and then you can put that kid to work while he's going through high school. And then when he's done with his homework, you say, hey, go out there and pull up PDR all these dents, right? <laughs> on your car lot. Hey, this is working. This it is, you're, you're building life skills right I know, yeah, right? It's I'm more thinking, than a car I now. think I need to go adopt some kids now, right? About after, after this, because then I can go buy some more hail cars. Because that's, that's, I've got a couple here and I'm like, man, I should really learn how to PDR one of these days. But maybe it's not me. I need the next generation to PDR. Man, that's a good point. That's it. That's, that's it. awesome. So, you know, this also brings up another topic. Eric and I'm glad Meg's not out here because if she heard this she would probably put a kibosh to it but with Crash Toys talking about you know like we should go over there we should get a quad and mm -hmm. figure out how we can like make it like a six by six or an eight by eight, <laughs> right? And then we put an LS motor in it and take it to SEMA. Why not the GTR? Right? We'll just mix the two. I don't know. Maybe a GTR and a quad? Whoa, I don't know. That'd I don't be know. pretty LS, crazy. LS, LS everything, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you can either, I, I say that, but I really like the Coyote motors, but man, the Coyote motors are so wide. They you know, really the Coyote, yeah. Ford, Ford did a great job of that Coyote motor, but when uh, you look at Ronan, you pop the hood, I mean, it's, it's all it's motor. All, yeah. I mean, you almost think it's a Hemi. <laughs> when when the listeners are done, you know, going over to Copart, obviously, 
personally checking our inventory. I love looking at pictures of the exterior dimensions of different motors because mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. thinks like, oh, it's a it's a 6.3 liter LS3. It's it's huge. And then you mm-hmm. put it next to an inline six from a BMW and it's like half the size, right? Mm-hmm. So right. There's a reason LS, LSs go into everything, right? Yeah, totally. But yeah, that Coyote sounds like nothing else though. I think that's, <laughs> I know, that's worth is. trying to figure out how to squeeze it in just for the noise. We did. Kinda, yeah, because the overhead cam really does make yeah, a difference, it but does. it does take a lot of room. Even in the Falcon, we had to bypass power steering. We didn't have room for it. Um, yeah, with the, just when we were doing it because of that. Yeah, because and then yeah, I, I, I said that electric rack out of that Mustang, but I couldn't get it to fit. Yeah, Eric tried. <laughs> he tried to take the rack out and put it in, and I said, hey, "Eric, don't worry about it. You know, uh, Ferraris and Porsches don't have power steering for years, exactly. man. That's a true race car <laughs> guy. Feel, let's, yeah. let's let's man up. Let's you know wheel that baby in. Plus, every <laughs> once in a while, you need a good morning workout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Arms what department. did that car weigh? Four thousand pounds when it was all done? No, it was it was thirty two sixty. No kidding. Yeah, that's the other thing I think that sneaks up on people is everybody thinks these old cars are big and heavy, but they're, they're just not as dense, I guess, as, as mm. modern cars. Mark no, cars. And, and we could actually lighten that car up quite a bit, but we decided we wanted to give everybody the whole virtual experience. So we put in the 2014 Mustang from the donor car from Copart. We put the dash in, mm-hmm. the console. We put all the um, seats, mm-hmm. everything we could do in it. So it has the the factory Recaro oh, airbag nice, seats. Nice. And you know how heavy those <laughs> are. Oh, Jesus. oh, yeah, those yeah. are. But yeah. those are such a cool option for the kids when they look at the car. Yeah. They're like, whoa, trip yeah. out. Right? Another point, right? You don't think of this stuff. <laughs> no, just, you don't. That's the beauty is once someone sees it, emulation, there's no problem with that, right? It's the sincerest <laughs> for a flat, form of flattery, whatever they say. But now that you guys have done it, hopefully someone else out there is trying to figure out how to wedge well, that a brings nice, up a, comfy seat into their old car. Well, that brings up a good point because you guys have a program that I didn't even know existed. But believe it or not, we're, we're sitting here and we're masterminding these great ideas of how we're going to create these monster <laughs> Imagine cars. Imagine a lot of like hand wrenching, by the way. There is. There's yeah. a lot of that and there's a lot of, um, and then, you know, we all sit around and then we get, I get called crazy pretty much uh, repeatedly. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, well, even let's get past that. And let's figure out a way to make this not crazy. But anyway, so one of the things that I thought was cool and I did not find out about it until after we built Ronin. Um, and in this, I'm going to tell you this, this is a great story. I don't know the lady's name. I need to go over to Copart and find out her name. Hopefully she's still there. She needs an award. We need to give her a gold, we need to give her a gold star because here's the deal. I go in there, right. And I'm talking to her about, I was having a meeting with the GM of one of the locations here and we were talking about the car I built and she told me you need to enter the contest. And I said, oh, no, we're, we're taking the car to see him. She goes, no, no, no. I think you would win for this Ford Falcon. She's like, you need to enter this. <laughs> Maybe a little unfair advantage there, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, right? But at, at the time, I was like, wow, that's really cool that you guys have a program. And I want you to tell all of our listeners how they can get in on it because it's not too late. It actually comes up in June, right? It does, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember the name specifically. I forget it every time. I think it's a rebuild challenge. Rebuild challenge. That yeah. is, I'm, I'm a part of every. If year, it's so not, I will go we'll ahead and I, yeah. no, I'll trademark that and I'll That's get perfect. 10%. Yeah, no. Yeah. So yeah, the rebuild challenge. And, and you know, it's funny because I'm a part of it every year. And I, it literally is one of the things I look forward to the most because they let me uh, they let me vote on some of the people that submit. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we, we, we open up to the public. Uh, historically, it has been the U.S. only. This year, we're going to do it in Canada and Mexico as well for Canadian and US, uh, Mexican buyers. But basically, you don't even have to have bought it from Copart. Obviously, we'd prefer that they have. But you have a car. Show us kind of the before put all of your glorious effort into it right all your skill and show us the after and then we we vote on it and uh and we award i think there's a few awards we do now there's kind of a best in show overall um there's a modified and i think we have a power sports as well so even if you're a motorcycle enthusiast i mentioned the crash toys another right. plug there go back there um but it's a it's a pretty cool program and it it, it allows people to kind of flex their muscles and it, you know, you guys, thankfully, you 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 build what you have, and you have this outlet, and people get to see it. But a lot of other people are doing the same kind of stuff in their garage. They also have that skill, but there's no exposure for them, right? And so it's just a, an avenue for them to to show off and you know show what they're able to build, basically. 
and pretty slick. You know, for us, we're kind of lucky because here in Dallas, you've guys got so many locations. We do. We've gone out to Fort Worth. We've mm-hmm. gone to Dallas South. I don't know. There's a Dallas North. I know there's a new one over here. Uh, that we went to, I forget which one that is. I get, I get confused on where, the, where, you know the one over here. Yeah. That's like, what's it called? It's uh, it's is like it, a. Is that Wilmer? Is it Wilmer? The Wilmer. one that you drive through. Most yeah. of them have the yep. new lands. Yep. So yeah. a lot of people don't even realize you have that either. No, no, yeah, and that, that's that's a really nice facility. Very we, nice. We uh, we are expanding constantly. I'm sure you know that we have uh, nearly 200 car, uh, 200 yards. I'm sorry, in the United States, but we uh. We, it's funny, about a year and a half ago, we had an internal program called 2020 where we we're going to upgrade or build 20 new yards, and we just plowed right through that. So Copart is opening new yards uh, literally monthly. Um, in, in Dallas, we have the four that you mentioned. I wouldn't be shocked if we open any other ones here anytime soon, uh, but you name it. I mean, in California to, to New York, literally, we have we have various yards to go to. And, and again, I invite people. I'm sure every front counter person is as nice as the guy you met. Um, I invite people to go out and kick some tires, too. I mean, I'm telling you, I have not met a rude person there yet. Believe, I'm working on it. I believe that. I'm working work on it. There, because, so that's, yeah, that's, well, I know, but I, I, I like to test my boundaries. So I like to go to the key lady and say, when she says, how many keys you need? I need 14. And they're all different orders. No, I'm just kidding. But I, you know what I'm saying? No, that's, that's a big thing for people. me because it, from, a, from a dealer, you know, time is money. Yep. And uh, the more I'm away from my shop, the less I'm making. And um, I like to use my brain power for other things. So the ease of doing business, being able to walk in there, know that I can go here. I can check out my little safety vest. Know not to bring my purse. Or my open toe shoes. <laughs> Step out on the lot. Look at the cars. No yeah, no Tivas. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, yeah. And then I can, you know, look at the cars I want. Mm-hmm. If if they if they say they run and start, you can do that mm-hmm. there. Then um, I even brought Eric back, got him in there, made sure mm-hmm. that he took his flip flops off, and we got in the safety gear. And we went in and looked at the car. And to be able to do that and it's hands on right there, and then to come back and, and bid on it online, so yep. I don't have to go back there yep. and stand there That's all day exactly right. mm-hmm. and eat really bad auction food. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to an auction, but I don't know any auction that ever had really yeah, good it's food. It's not so good. No, 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 yeah, right? And it's like that. those, uh, it's, it reminds me of school food. Remember does, cafeteria yeah, food? Yeah. 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 It's like, Plastic man. cheese pizza. Yes, there you, you go. got it, yeah, right. Exactly. So it's so nice to be here at the shop. I've even done it, this is awesome. I was actually in a meeting one time and I was bidding, I believe I was bidding on the M3 that was sitting here, Eric. <laughs> and I was at a meeting at PF Chang's and my phone alerted me. That's one of the other cool things about yeah. talking about from a techie standpoint. Yeah. I knew the car was coming up. I excused myself, <laughs> went up front and I sat there and bid on it for the last few minutes. And, and then I, you know, that you keep that, getting that little extended time thing. Yeah. Yep. You guys got some really good music. It's like yeah, fun. Yeah, we do. It's very gamey. It's, yeah, yes, gamified. it's like, yes. that's yes. the sick yeah, part that, about it. It's yeah. addicting. You're like, yeah, is, another one. Another I would say one. sorry, but it's And good, it's like yeah. keeps ticking around and then they go ex- extended bonus time. I'm like, dang, quit bidding, Brazil. What are you doing? You know, and then you're looking at it. I'm like, Saudi Arabia, get off it. Let's go. I I need that car. You know, so it's a, it's kind of cool to see that all come together, but it's fun. It's interactive. It is fun. And you can do it from your phone. You can do it from your phone. And I did. I literally went back into my meeting and I go, I won. And I thought, what did he win? And I'm like, I just won this car from Copart. And they all looked at me weird. But I think half of our volume in terms of browsing comes Mm -hmm. through the mobile app. Yeah. Uh, So either through the phone or an iPad or or equipment. We're we're on, uh, obviously we're on iOS. We're on Android. Android, as, as you would imagine. Android's really big in Europe, so uh, that's really popular there. But here, iOS, we get, I mean, you can go and look on the iOS store. I think we have like a five almost. Oh, wow. Rating. Maybe, nice. maybe I'm overselling <laughs> a little bit. High fours. Right. Um, but it's just that you've done it. It's easy to use. Um, yeah. A lot of people are buying on it. I, originally, when we launched those apps, people were using it just to browse because it's so convenient and easy, right? Um, car guys, I think, in, in general, tend to go and, and daydream and look at cars that they have no intent of actually buying. <laughs> totally. That's where it starts, right? And then inevitably you buy don't it. Don't know right? what you're talking right. about at all. That's the end result. <laughs> um, but yeah, originally it was just a good place for, or a good way for people to go and search for inventory. But uh, the the 
purchases through that app have grown by like 20 something percent year over year. So, uh, and, and we're trying to, to your point, we talk about gamification. We're trying to make it fun. Um, right. Either because it makes it a little more addictive, which is beneficial to the sellers, or frankly, just because you're going to be in there buying cars anyway, why not have a good time doing it, right? right. Why, why make it a chore? At least make it something that's engaging and something you want to do, so. Well, and at least with our show, we edit out things from time to time. So we might edit this out later. I don't know. We might keep it in, but I'm just going to tell you, there's, you, you talk about oddball stuff that's on your list. Yep. Right now, we were looking at the Ferrari Daytona out here from Miami Vice. Very cool. And you were looking at my other Daytona. It's, I'm, I'm letting out something now that I don't know if I want to because it's coming up on an upcoming auction. But you guys actually have a McBurney Daytona flood damage car in North Carolina online right now. And I've been, I check it every week to see when the auction date's coming up, right? Yeah. And it's funny because you scroll through and one of the pictures they took, this speedometer, Eric, and it's half full of water, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, dude, I want that car. But I'm like, it's in North Carolina, uh, logistically not really good for me. But I was like, it's it's weird. You could find those really dude, you name it. abstract you vehicles find you want. at Copart. And I said, I, you want. I just was looking up one day and I'm like, Ferrari Daytona. And, and I clicked on Copart and I don't know why, but I said, Oh, see if they got one. And here it is. It's a burgundy one you sitting at your North, Ca your, your, uh, North Carolina yeah, yard. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And it's coming up for sale. Anybody bids against me that's listening to this, uh, <laughs> we'll have words later, but, um, They'll no, be in Brazil. But, you won't be able to get a hold of them anyway. No, but that's the, that's yeah. the weird thing. You can find some really abstract cars. You can, you can. I'm, I'm a big fan of like eighties, uh, we should, I guess we can't say GM, but 80s. You can. Uh, it was in, in the 80s. It was GM. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, perfect. Right. Yeah, but the, the 80s uh, turbo cars, right? Like the like the Grand National. Oh um, yeah. I was oh, fortunate. Yeah, yeah. My, my first car, my dad let me drive his Grand National in, in high school. But those, the GLXs for was it GLX? The the, the Chryslers, right? But yeah, any of those. Yeah. Go and like so, go like hell. What was it? G G L H X. G L H and G L. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's just H. I guess no X. But I'll go and look for those just randomly because I like those cars. Yeah. Copart has them. It's like literally you name it, it's there. And and it's funny we talk about the chair cars uh there was a t-type that was donated one time and it was i can't buy from copart and that was the most devastating time are you serious I, not, yeah geez, just to, to make sure that the, the the auction's up and up right um no copart employee can't so wow dude that's whoa that's kinda, i know so guys listen in that's got to be a rarity because yeah, there's exactly. a lot of auctions i go to and the owner's bidding against me yeah, we, 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 <laughs> i've had some of that before wow that's that's one of that's the other cool. benefits of being online right is that you can't really there's no shield building or anything it's impossible mm. to do right but right um you know i'll go on and just peruse those and there's grand nationals gl you name it if you have a weird niche like in cars right I guarantee copart either has one right now has sold one recently or will be selling one again soon so yeah you got to keep your eyes out for it. you can you, if you will tell them where they can go also to enter the rebuild challenge because i actually am going to think about doing something like judging this this year or something because i think it'd be cool to be involved. I, I can't think of a better judge. Uh, I think you guys kind of know what you're talking about. Uh, so copart.com, www.copart.com. Okay. Uh, C-O-P-A-R-T, as it sounds. Everybody calls us coparts. No S. Just copart.com. Uh, the Rebuild Challenge, frankly, I don't know the exact URL. I'm under-prepped, but I, it's... Well, I'm sure they can go to Copart can, and follow it. You'll and you see can, it. We'll have yeah. banners and everything totally. else. Yeah, exactly. Frankly, if you just search uh, Copart Rebuild Challenge on Google, it will pull that page up directly. I just did it earlier today. Um, and it's cool. It'll show you uh, past winners as well uh, to hopefully inspire you. And I, what I really don't want people to think is that it has to be... Uh, you know, Mr. Toe's Wild Ride or something like that. Um, I, I, our, one of our two, or one of our three awards, I'm sorry, this last year went to a, a Subaru Crosstrek or whatever it's called. You know, the, the oh, okay. Impreza, right. And they, they kind of semi-lifted it and they had, you know, they have pictures with a little trailer behind it. But um, we, we award based on skill and quality. Uh, well, we have historically... Maybe if you end up doing some judging, you might think differently, but, but you, you name it and just think, no, think different. You yeah. Know? That's me. I, I like to look at, um, what was the thought process that went into it? Exactly. Um, what was your theme? Did you carry that theme forward? 
You know, we've all seen those cars that were like, what in the world was that person thinking when they built them? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, we've all gone to those, right? And <laughs> yes. we're like, wow. But kudos to that person for saying, this exactly. is what I wanted to build. It's what inspired me. And I'm just anything that somebody can get up off their butt into the shop, turning a wrench, doing something. And like, like we talked about recycling, if you can take a car why sit there and spend hours upon hours trying to figure out the geometry of how the best <laughs> suspension works and how this whole motor setup is going to work when there's all these manufacturers that have to do all these years of oh, R&D yeah. process no and they're, it's right there for you. Mm -hmm. So figure out what works for you yeah. and yep. then go to Copart, find that donor car and then turn it into something magical. And that was with us. When the car crossed the block for $150,000... You know, it had all of our sponsors on the side, including Copart was yeah. right there on there. And it was so cool to be a part of that thing because we're going to actually take that money. It's going to go into scholarship funds. And not only does it work for scholarships with the SEMA Memorial Scholarship Fund, but it also goes to the kids that are in school now to pay off uh, their student loans. That's awesome. That's so very cool. let's get another generation into doing this uh, stuff, I, right? Absolutely. And then we'll get... Copart to open another 200 yards, not yeah. 400 yeah, yards. inevitable. And then you guys will take over the world. Because I think yeah, you're on the, the verge of it. In the best way possible with very good and friendly customers. Well, no, totally. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And you need to clone that lady because yeah, cloning exactly. is coming up. Yeah, and we'll, she's really... We're a tech company. We'll figure that part you'll out You'll figure too. it yeah, out. Yeah. She'll be all virtual yeah, exactly. pretty soon, yeah, but right. she's super yeah. cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Chris, for being oh, on the show. thanks for having me. Thank you for being a part of this journey. It was, it was really emotional for me. Uh, from start to finish. I know Eric and I, there were certain times we were screaming in the shop, things were going, <laughs> you know, anytime you're building a car, mm. you know, they always talk about on these reality shows, you know, they had to insert drama. I'm like, dude, just put a car in a shop with a bunch of people working on it, trying to push a deadline and there's enough drama, Yeah, you yeah, know? Okay. And uh, we definitely had our drama with the car, but it was all good drama and it was all fun and it was all finding the things out. Like one of the cool features that you know, people trip out on that car right now is like when they walk up to shut, you know, Corvettes, because of the way it's made, the oh, yeah. window seals up into up the, in the weather yeah, strip. Yeah, yeah. So the Volvo does the same thing now. Oh, it does. So no even kidding. though it's a full oh, frame door, when you oh. shut the door, the window, the window goes, goes up. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And so people can really get the gist of what it is. That's cool. And we hope it inspires the next generation. And guys, Copart should inspire you too to go out there and build something. Don't go buy it. Go build it, baby. All right. Skidmark Show, guys. That's another exciting episode wrapped up for you guys. Go check out Copart and Skidmark Show on iTunes, Podbean, SoundCloud. There's over 200 destinations that you can get Skidmark Show, one of the top 10 most downloaded podcasts in the automotive field. Jeff Allen, Eric Abel's the mad scientist, and Chris Hart signing off till next time. Later, guys. Thanks for listening to Skidmart Show. We'll have another episode full of fast cars and rock stars ready for you soon. Until then, be sure to share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and all social media. And leave us a five-star review everywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time, listen loud and drive fast when nobody's looking. Powered by Pinsoil. Pins